BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits. I know there's so much information out there, so I'm bringing on expert guests and sharing my own experiences to help you sift through all the wellness stuff without the BS. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I have such a good episode for you today. I realized that in over four years of doing this show, I don't think I've ever had somebody on, aside from Dr. Cho, who does like Eastern and Western medicine, but I haven't had somebody on who solely focuses on like Chinese medicine, acupuncture, Eastern modalities. And I thought there was nobody better than my personal acupuncturist, acupuncture angel, Dr. Natasia Stolberg. She is a licensed acupuncturist and herbalist based in Los Angeles. After spending the last two years establishing and growing a Chinese medicine department at a leading wellness club, she has opened up her own private studio, The Way Clinic, which if you're in Los Angeles, you have to go. It is like acupuncture heaven. And she opened it in order to focus on her true passion, which is treating patients. She specializes in treating overlooked ailments such as chronic bloating, fatigue, hormonal imbalance, which is why I'm going, and symptoms of stress and anxiety. And she is on the show today to discuss basically using Eastern modalities, including acupuncture, to treat issues, including digestive issues, painful and irregular periods, stress and sleep problems, And she really gets into a lot of detail about like how these symptoms are often interconnected. We talk a lot about specific foods and their healing properties, warming and cooling foods. We talk about stagnation in the body. We talk a lot about the liver. We talk about wellness trends that are actually possibly doing more harm than good and so much more. And I just have to say that if you have not tried acupuncture, whether it's with her or somebody else, if you're not in the area, it is such a powerful healing tool. I started doing it a few years ago when I developed tinnitus overnight, and it was the only thing that helped. And I still do it occasionally for the tinnitus when it gets bad now. And like I said, I started going to Dr. Stolberg for my hormones. And I have noticed that my periods have become more regular. My PMS is like basically non-existent. When I started with her, it was like crazy PMDD, which we talk about in the episode. And we're still on the journey, but it has definitely seemed to help. And then when I had my parasite and I didn't really know what was going on, I went to her And I had this excruciating migraine for weeks along with the parasite, which I never get headaches and no over-the-counter medicine was doing anything for it. And we did acupuncture once and the migraine went away. So definitely utilize acupuncture if you can. It is, like I said, such a powerful tool that you can do on its own or in conjunction. If you're dealing with other things, obviously check with your doctor or your primary healthcare (laughs) practitioner. I feel like I have to put that disclaimer out. Oh, and one other thing, 
Dr. Stolberg has this incredible tea. Okay. It's called Rest and Digest. It's a daily tea created to reduce bloating and optimize digestion. We talk about it in this episode too. So it's basically packed with warming herbs. It naturally increases production of digestive enzymes. It helps to reduce inflammation and it helps to strengthen the gut. So you can indulge in your favorite foods without the fear of bloating perfect for summer. And she was generous enough to give you guys a code. So it's in the show notes, but you can visit drstolbergstea.com and use the code blondefiles for 15% off, but go to the link in show notes. It'll automatically take you there and apply the code. This tea is incredible. She basically reset her gut in 60 days using this tea. So check it out and please enjoy Dr. Stolberg. All right. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. So excited to have you here. Why don't we start by just having you introduce yourself to the audience and tell them a little bit about what you do? Yes. So I'm Dr. Natasia Stolberg. I hold a doctorate in acupuncture and Chinese medicine, but really I'm an acupuncturist. That's what I do on a day-to-day basis. Also training in herbs, and so I utilize that with patients who need it. Really just my main focus, I'd say the majority of my patients are women. I'm helping them with hormone regulation, women's health, period, pain, bloating, and just like stress of everyday life, of like what it's like to live <laughs> in this world right now. So, Which we were just talking about yeah. before we started recording. So we're definitely going to dive into all of that. But how did you get into Chinese medicine and acupuncture? So personal experience, Mm -hmm. I had a condition that Western medicine couldn't help me with. I was diagnosed with endometriosis when I was in high school, and we'll get more into this, but it took years of like debilitating, painful periods for anyone to really figure out what was going on with me. Once I was diagnosed, I was very fortunate to be given a surgery for the condition by like one of the top surgeons at Stanford and not to say I'm not grateful, but it's important to know that even with that resource, I didn't have any relief. Like Mm -hmm. I had the surgery within six months, I'd say I was back to having horrific periods. And I just was like, what am I going to do? Went back to the surgeon and he told me, well, we could just do surgery again. Yeah. Which I think is good for people to think about Going to specialists is important, but you have to remember that when you go to that person, they're going to suggest what they do, right? Like the only way he knows how to help me is to give me surgery. Just if, like what is the analogy? If everything is a hammer, all you, no, if everything is a, a nail, nail, all you have is a hammer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think it's good to get those opinions, but also to remember, you know, you have shoulder pain, you go to an orthopedic surgeon, they're probably going to tell you you need surgery. That's mm-hmm. their job. For me, that just wasn't an option. I was a senior in high school. And I'm like, I'm not having another surgery, which already didn't work. And I started Googling, like, what can help my pain? And I found acupuncture. My parents thought I was totally crazy. They were like, you, okay, sure. So I tried it. And my acupuncturist, I say this all the time, she changed my life. Like, I saw her all the way through college. I was extremely well-managed. I did have bouts of going on and off birth control, which we can also talk about. I was kind of scared into doing that, but she managed my pain better than anyone else has been able to. And now I'm, I still see an acupuncturist, but I can also manage it myself through herbs and kind of seeing what's going on. But yeah, I think most acupuncturists get into the field because they mm-hmm. had some like life-changing experience and they wanted to be able to do that for mm-hmm. other people. So I think acupuncture is one of those things that people are skeptical of until they do it yeah. because I was definitely... I don't know that I was ever a skeptic, but I had an issue, I guess it was three years ago at this point, where I had post-viral tinnitus, really bad. And I went to an MD. It was uh, unilateral. So initially, they wanted to make sure that it wasn't like an acoustic neuroma. Mm -hmm. We did an MRI. We kind of ruled out anything super serious. They put me on steroids. Steroids did nothing. They put me on antibiotics. I don't know why. (laughs) Antibiotics did nothing. I was having really bad vertigo and we were just talking about Mm -hmm. that and it was debilitating and the only solution really that we came to was for me to go on benzos, which as a former addict who was addicted to benzos, I can't live my life taking a benzo every day. So I went to acupuncture because a friend of mine who is a doctor said that 
when they would see people with vestibular issues, they would send people to acupuncture and they did as well, if not better, as people who were put on medication. And it worked. I mean, it didn't completely get rid of it, but it was so much more effective than anything else that I had ever done. Mm -hmm. And I know so many people who have had that experience with different things, whether it's hormones, getting their period back, Mm -hmm. pain, like inflammation. They've have gone there for nausea, you know? I'm yeah. like, if I go there for my ear and I say I'm nauseous, they do something and yeah. it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. You can really use it for anything and everything. And that's just because it's it's balancing the body. But mm. going back to what you said, I think right now the majority of the patients I see, it is like this last resort thing. Mm-hmm. And although that's powerful and amazing that I get to like enter their lives at that time and give them relief, I do really hope that you know, in coming years, it's like more of like your first stop than your last stop because there's just so many things that can be prevented or treated quicker if you just started with Chinese medicine or acupuncture sooner, you mm-hmm. know, versus five, 10 years into a chronic condition. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about how acupuncture works. And okay. I've seen you do a video where you're like, well, it doesn't really matter how it works because how do you feel? Yeah. And that was also how I felt where I was like, I don't really know what it's doing me, but I know that when I go there for 45 minutes and I come out of that, I'm so rested and yeah. feel, to your point, more balanced. And it's like, I don't really care how it works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most people don't. I think the skepticism comes from like, why well, just, yeah, I don't understand. There's lack of studies, which is also crazy because there are thousands and thousands of studies on acupuncture and herbs now. So it's really not through lack of evidence, but we don't fully understand the system as to which it works on. There are some theories that are more like Western and scientific, but I think the theory of chi and having these like invisible channels in our body that energy flows through the same way that blood does makes the most sense to me. And just because we don't have a way to measure or see it right now doesn't mean it's not there. And like you said, once you've experienced acupuncture, like it just doesn't matter. Like obviously it works. But really, we're just balancing that energy flow. So through life, stress, hormones, childbirth, like whatever you're going through, there can be blockages created in the energy in the chi. And the needles are a way to unblock that to get the circulation flowing. And symptoms really are just our bodies like trying to tell us, I need help. I need you to pay attention to me. So yeah, finding the imbalance, balancing it, and then just calming the nervous system. Like our bodies heal themselves, which is incredible. And so just even laying for an hour, (laughs) that's not sleep. You don't have your phone. You're in this nice like twilight middle ground of relaxation. I think that's sometimes enough. Mm -hmm. And I feel like especially now, all of our nervous systems are probably activated or on high alert yeah most of the time most of the day I know for me for sure like I am good about my morning where I wake up I do my meditation that's only 20 minutes yeah and I'll try to like do a little journal or something but then I'm off to the races and it's the phone and the email and whatever like constant throughout the day and sometimes I get to the end of the day and I'm like whoa Mm -hmm. I don't think my body was like at rest or calm at any point today, even if I'm sitting in front of my computer, like I feel that activation. Do you see that a lot with people now? A ton. People have a hard time even just putting their phone down before they lay on the bed Mm -hmm. or I'll walk in and people have their phones like on their chest or right next to them (laughs) or like, are you going to put needles in my hand? Like I can't use my phone. Like, no, you cannot use your phone while (laughs) you're here for acupuncture. Yeah, we're just, I mean, we're addicted to consuming information. And when we do have a slow moment, sitting, waiting, we're on our phones, checking email, checking Instagram. So I just think, yeah, having that time where the intention is nothing but just to heal yourself, pay attention to your body, rest, that is also separate from sleeping, right? Mm -hmm. Because sleep is just, we need that. But this is like a whole nother, yeah, there's just more intention behind why you're there and you're taking time out of your out of your day. Mm-hmm. So. What are the fundamentals of Chinese medicine, would you say? I mean, it's all based off of yin and yang. So like the polar opposites, but that they also need one another to balance. So you need a little bit of yin to turn into yang and vice versa. A lot of the principles are also based off of nature and the seasons. It was developed by observing nature, animals, the way they move and work. 
but we're very detached from that now. You know, I mean, we like go to Runyon to like get a hike in, but is that really nature? Mm-hmm. Not really. <laughs> so I do think as we move away from that, people are moving closer to things like Chinese medicine to kind of like balance that out in a way. Or maybe that's why it feels really good because we're using these like very simple I don't want to say simple diagnostic methods in a way that makes it not sound good, but like I'm just deciding if you have like cold or heat or dampness, mm-hmm. like these things that are in the environment, that's how I diagnose patients and decide what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. You guys know that I am a total beauty and skincare junkie. I love all the topical skincare products. I love any kind of procedure and everything in between. But there are some things that you just cannot replicate and that you just cannot fake. And that is how you're taking care of yourself on the inside, how you're staying hydrated. And now Ritual is helping with both of those things and more with their Hyacera, which is basically a once daily nested capsule that helps to enhance your skincare routine from the inside out. So two of the best clinically studied ingredients shown to help minimize wrinkles and hydrate skin are in the Hyacera. So they have a plant oil extract from France that helps to reduce wrinkles and fine lines. And then they also have a lower molecular weight hyaluronic acid from Japan that helps to promote hydrated skin. And in typical ritual fashion, these ingredients included are at their clinically studied doses for proven results in 90 days. Also, everything is traceable, non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, soy-free, There's no artificial colorants. Everything is third-party tested for heavy metals and microbes, and it really does make a difference. So aging like fine wine, addressing fine lines, and making your skincare a little simpler every day, Hyacera from Ritual is a skin supplement you can actually trust. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash blonde to start Ritual or add Hyacera to your lineup today. Again, that's ritual.com slash blonde. What does skincare for down there look like for you? Chances are you are using fragranced bar soaps and body washes to cleanse your vulva, which is doing more harm than good. That's why Love Wellness is on a mission to make vaginal care simpler, safer, and more effective than what we were once used to. They formulate products without parabens, sulfates, fragrances, or any other harsh ingredients that may disrupt your vaginal pH and dry out the skin. And based on their over 50,000 plus five-star reviews, Love Wellness is essential intimate care. If you're not sure where to start, kick off your vaginal care routine with their pH balancing cleanser. Unlike ordinary cleansers, this gentle cleanser is specifically designed for your vulva and made with safe hydrating ingredients like aloe vera and calendula. Soothe and nourish your vulva and bikini area with their new Comfy Cream. It's a fragrance-free moisturizer. It's a cleaner, safer take on body lotion made to protect your most sensitive skin. Love Wellness believes caring for your vagina shouldn't be complicated. Their science-backed, doctor-developed solutions make feeling your best the simple. Visit Love Wellness and use the code BLONDE15 at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. That's L-O-V-E-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S dot com and use the code BLONDE15 for 15% off your first order. Hi, I'm Sif Hyder, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. Remember to subscribe. We drop new episodes every Tuesday. So see you then. I've been wondering lately if the pendulum is going to swing to the other direction because I think we are getting to this place where so many people are so overwhelmed with technology and burnout and stress and realizing that the body is way more interconnected than maybe we have thought it to be in the past. And I feel like, you know, we're kind of on one end of the spectrum. And I think a lot of people are craving that other end of the spectrum where you are more connected to like nature and 
everything that you're talking about, you know, this more like natural, holistic mm-hmm. approach to our health and to our lives as yeah. well. I see it happening. I mean, we can go into like the changes even on birth control with women, but I think a lot of people are starting to realize, although these medications that they've been placed on are wonderful and they're thankful that they gave them relief, they want to figure out how do I actually solve the root issue of what's going on and what are my other options? And that just says a lot about, yeah, where we're moving. That's not to say that there aren't still a ton of people who want this like quick, easy fix. They just want to go to the doctor and get a pill and like not ever think about why they're feeling the way that they're feeling because it scares them for some reason. Mm -hmm. But I don't think our professions or like what I see and how busy I am would be possible if people weren't looking for other solutions. Mm -hmm. It's a really good thing. Yeah. And that's not to say that there's not like a time and a place for the other stuff too. But I had somebody on my podcast last week and we were talking about the healthcare system in this country. And she was saying doctors are kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't. Because if somebody goes to a doctor and they don't walk away having had diagnostic testing or a prescription, Mm -hmm. they will rate that experience as a bad experience. So doctors are kind of like in the business of having to do this testing and give a prescription regardless of like what's going on, you know, beneath the symptoms. Yeah. No, it's definitely, I, although I have some frustrations with the way that the Western medical system works, I do understand why they're in that position completely. Yeah. You wait to see them, you see them. And then if all they said was, you know, drink some water, I mean, we've all had that experience where mm-hmm. we have like a horrible cold and we go to the doctor and they're like, drink some fluids and yeah. like, oh, you know, <laughs> but that's probably what they were doing, telling people, change your diet, exercise yeah. more. People don't want to hear that. They don't want to take personal responsibility for like, oh, I have this condition because I sit at a desk for 40 hours a week and never exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not a, a good relationship. They just don't, yeah, they want the pill to do it for them. Mm-hmm. So I do think they, Western medical doctors have been pushed into the situation they're in also through insurance. The amount of time they can be with their patients is a huge issue. And yeah, the only thing they can do is write prescriptions. And at the end of the day, I feel I feel badly because I know everyone that goes into medicine wants to help patients and they're doing that the best they can, but they can't feel good about what they're doing, I don't mm-hmm. think, for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, they have a lot of constraints and limitations and everything. Yeah. So if somebody comes to see you, Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of my audience deals with the things that we were talking about before, hormone Mm -hmm. issues, gut issues, bloating, Mm -hmm. stress, burnout, all of that. So if somebody is coming to see you and they're experiencing all of these things, what do you do first? Okay. I listen to them first. Like my favorite part of the intake is just like, tell me all of the things. And I love when patients say, is this too much? Or like, this probably isn't important, but, and I'm like, no, this, those are the important things, the things you don't want to tell your primary physician because you don't think that they're important, but they're important to me. So I want to hear all the details. I let them just kind of like unload all the things they're feeling. And then through experience, I start to like make connections of what I think might be going on and then continue with questions based off of that. In Chinese medicine, things that don't seem related are related, right? So if you have headaches and menstrual pain in the Western world, you would go see like a neurologist and you'd go see a gynecologist. But in Western medicine, those two never really connect or overlap. So you get two different cures. I see that as one pattern. It happens all the time. And it's due to like a specific like chi stagnation. Things are just stuck. It can give you migraines. It can give you period pain. And it comes from stress. So like I'll start to like create this map. And sometimes it's not in the first appointment, but as I'm seeing the patient, seeing how they respond to treatment, they become more comfortable and tell me more things. Sometimes I'm like, there's a piece missing. And they just like didn't want to tell me that thing. And then they eventually do. But yeah, so I, I try to find the pattern, treat that through acupuncture. And also the first few weeks really just like shake loose a lot of the like extra symptoms someone is feeling to really figure out, okay, what's actually the one big issue? Because we come in, it's a last case resort and people are like literally falling apart. Mm -hmm. They're like, I have these 10 things. I'm like, okay, which of those are really rooted in their body versus like a reaction to other things? So 
week one, week two of treatment, they're just like calming down and they come back and they're like, actually, I don't really have that bad of headaches, which is really nice to see and, and always reassessing. I never have like a true game plan of exactly how I'm going to treat someone. I like to move off of like intuition a lot and mm-hmm. also how they're responding week to week. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of peeling back the layers, layers. because somebody's pre- presenting with all of these things, yeah. but really it's rooted in something Maybe completely. one thing. Right. Yeah. And I like to use as few of needles as possible. There's so many different styles of acupuncture. I think they're all incredible, but I just think less is more. I think every needle is telling the body something specific to do. And so giving it too many messages or like conflicting messages isn't always great. So if I do get that patient, that's like, here are the 20 things I have. And I have all of these diagnosed conditions. I'm like, okay, what's our like first goal? What's the one thing you'd <clears throat> want to get rid of if we could? And I'll kind of go from there. So I think sometimes attacking too many things at once, just it's not manageable mm-hmm. for like anyone. You can't see results that way. Mm-hmm. So once you peel back those layers, are there any commonalities that you're seeing a lot that are the root cause of digestive issues, hormonal issues, anxiety issues, things like that? Yeah. So I think it's important to say with anxiety, the first thing I try to figure out is, is it anxiety in the way that Chinese medicine describes it, which is more related to the heart organ and it has a lot of chest symptoms. So like palpitations, tight chest, or is it just stress. And I don't want to say just stress as if it's not important, but that's more related to like the liver. Cause mm-hmm. I think we're just kind of walking around now like, oh, I have anxiety. But sometimes it's just normal, regular stress. So I try to separate those two out. When it comes to the most common thing I see is like a stagnation of the liver organ. And the liver organ in Chinese medicine is a little bit different than Western. It's more about it's basically the way I learned it in school is like he's the general. He's telling all the different organs what to do, where to move the chi, what resources to give out. But the liver is also the most affected by stress. Hmm. So you're stressed, the liver kind of shuts down. And now the general, the most important person to make sure everyone else is doing well is kind of like frozen and things just like go haywire. And that can present differently in a lot of people, but most people it ends up impacting the digestive system first. So especially if someone's like, I have bloating, constipation, loose stool, I mean, you name it, and I'm also really stressed, like that's the most common pattern right now, Mm -hmm. you know, and luckily a pretty simple one to treat. It's not anything crazy. We reduce the stress, strengthen the digestion and things kind of, kind of even out. How do you strengthen digestion? I know everybody listening is like, yeah, how do digestion. I do that? Well, you have your tea, have which you tea. brought me. I'm yeah. so excited to try that. But is it kind of multifaceted where like you're doing the acupuncture, yeah. they're meditating or something, mm-hmm. they're changing their nutrition? Like what are the different components yeah. to that treatment? I like to figure out what people are eating first. And I'm not, I give nutritional advice in terms of Chinese medicine. So if you know, foods are warming or cooling, but I'm not a dietitian or a nutritionist. I'm not giving like really specific diet plans. I just want to know how do you start your day, which we should also talk about the protein blob in this. Oh, wait, is it good or bad? Good. Okay. I think it's the best (laughs) breakfast. So the first thing is how many cooling foods are you eating? Are you drinking cold water? Are you drinking smoothies? Because those are just like huge offenders to digestion. Always or just in the morning? I would say always, but especially in the morning. So I like to tell people to think of their stomach as a pot that you put on a fire. And that fire is like your metabolism or the chi that's available in your body. If you put freezing cold water on a pot, you can imagine how much energy it takes to warm it. And our body can't use water that's not at its own temperature. Once that water is warmed, it also doesn't really give us a ton of nutritional value. Like we need it but it's not giving us calories, right? So we've now spent all this energy just to be hydrated where we could do that with room temperature or warm water. So that's number one. Same with the smoothies. They're just freezing cold. You can make them less cold by using fruit on the counter or no ice, things like that. But if you start your morning with cold foods, your digestion's already taxed. So like for the rest of the day, everything else you're eating is just kind of like sitting there, especially if your flame is already low or weak, 
nothing is being digested and that leads to bloating in some cases weight gain or just feeling like heavy tired after you eat mm-hmm. so yeah reducing the cold foods and this is why i think the protein blob is so good is because oatmeal is like such a good option you mm-hmm. can get gluten-free oatmeal which a lot of people are now having you know reactions to gluten so it's a good way to start but you can also add protein powder to it and then it's actually physically warm as well and gives you enough like nutrients to kind of sustain you through the first half of the day mm-hmm You mentioned your flame might be low. Mm -hmm. How does that happen? So some people just inherently have a slower metabolism or Mm -hmm. less available chi, but mainly it happens from those different like food offenders. So over the years of drinking cold water, drinking smoothies, drinking juices, what else? Like raw veggies and salads, all of those things are just so hard on your body. So the flame starts to die down. And you're also not replenishing it enough. So the acupuncture is also where we come in and herbs with like re-strengthening the fire. And then with the diet changes, it's allowed to stay strong versus, Mm -hmm. you know, every day we're like fighting this battle of like, we're going to give you more energy, but then we're going to also like tax you. So So then is it warm foods as well throughout the day? Like what would be a lunch idea and then dinner? I know that dinner is your biggest meal of the day, right? Which a lot of people say. To do the opposite. Yeah, it is for me just because mm-hmm. like I think if you're working, it's really difficult to have like this huge elaborate lunch. Yeah, I am or, not a lunch person at all. Yeah, it's, I try, but <laughs> it's hard. I mean, especially like I said, if you're working to have something that's pre-made and warmed up, like that's not I've really had to get used to that because it's not my favorite thing. I like to have like fresh food I've just made. But dinner is typically the biggest for me. My lunch and dinner is very similar. It's like basic rice, a protein, and a vegetable. And it sounds so boring, but I feel like once you get in the groove of eating that way, you feel so good Mm -hmm. that it's totally worth it. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say like my girlfriend and I like live off kind of like the 80-20 rule. Like we eat, most of our food is prepared by us. And then like 20% is like we go out to eat, we get a burger, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think at the end of the day, making those big changes of getting into the routine of how you should eat, what foods agree with you and what foods don't is just like, that's the work you have to put in. But once you're in that and every meal you eat makes you feel energized and not bloated, but full enough, it's easy to stay Mm -hmm. in that, in that groove. It feels like we are living in a time when Anybody can be a so-called medical expert. And I will say that even myself, sometimes if I am having some kind of weird symptom or looking for an answer to a medical question, I will go on to TikTok or Instagram and I will stumble down that rabbit hole, which we all know never really leads anywhere good. So there are better ways to get the answers that you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, which is huge, and treat almost every condition under the sun. So no more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor who you haven't met yet. And I have shared about this before, but I found my new and current OBGYN through ZocDoc. I had to get in quickly to get some imaging done and nobody could see me. So I found a doctor on ZocDoc who could see me the next day who took my insurance. I absolutely adored her. She was amazing and she will be my OBGYN moving forward. So go to ZocDoc.com slash blonde and download the ZocDoc app for free and then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash blonde. ZocDoc.com slash blonde. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast right now spends a lot of time giving, whether that is to your job, to your relationship, to your kids, to your friends. We all spend so much time giving to other people, which is amazing, but it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. But 
Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. You guys know I love therapy. I go through phases when I'm doing it really consistently, and then sometimes I feel like I don't really need to do it. But I actually texted my therapist a 911 right before I started recording this episode because I felt exactly this way. I felt like I was so burnt out, expending so much energy around certain situations in my life right now. And I feel like I have nothing left to give to myself. I don't have very much clarity and I just need that professional objective perspective to help me navigate it. Now, I always like to mention that therapy is not just for when things are hard. In fact, I have benefited so much from therapy when things are great because I feel like it really helps with reinforcing positive boundaries, learning positive coping skills, empowering us to be the best version of ourselves. So it's not just for like major trauma and major hardships. It can be for any time in life to build on those good times or help navigate those more difficult times. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash files today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash files. What are some other lifestyle factors or habits that people should consider if they want to like be balanced and thrive? <laughs> Good question. I mean, get acupuncture for yeah. sure. <laughs> I think... Yeah, just making sure that you take the time you need to like re-energize yourself. That's different for everyone. A lot of people that's exercise or getting out into nature however you can, meditating, just slowing down. I mean, and that's part of also preparing your own food. Like you have to be physically connected to the things you're making, shopping for it, kind of doing that in a more calm versus like hectic Mm -hmm. way. Unless you're recording it for TikTok. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But I think it's important for everyone to find their own thing. Like I've really struggled to get into like meditation because I just Mm -hmm. feel like I should. And it's it just doesn't work for me. And like the consistency of I get like angry when I like miss a day. Like I'm like, that's not (laughs) not the best thing for me. And I think that's okay, You know, so I find it through like exercise is what works for me. Even just having time like with your loved ones or with your pets or like whatever it is, just taking more time away from screens Mm -hmm. to be present and actually see like, how are you feeling? Yeah. What about the hormone component of it? Yeah. You know, you talked about your experience with endometriosis Mm -hmm. and how acupuncture really helped that, but what hormone issues do you see a lot and how do you treat it? Yeah. I see a lot of painful periods, but also women who are transitioning off the pill. So either they've already gone off of it and their periods are just like wacky and they're trying to figure it out or they come to me before going off of the pill and we do some things that help kind of make that transition smoother. And that was the experience I had. I was put on birth control for years to also treat the endometriosis because I was told like, I basically would take it continuously and never get a period because they were like, the more, more periods you get, the more like, disease is going to build, right? Which is such like a scary (laughs) way to go about it. So I felt trapped on it. But before I decided to go off, I had months before of like taking a ton of herbs, getting acupuncture, because I was terrified that I would be back in the place that I was before. So sometimes I'll prep people. But when it comes to going off the pill, there's really like no saying what's going to happen. I'm like, we're going to do it. And then we'll just go week by week. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge advocate of women tracking their basal body temperature to really see what's going on. It gives you like this mini hormone snapshot each day. Once it creates the chart, do you do that? No. Have you done it? Oh my gosh. I think I need to. Oh my God, you have to. Yeah. (laughs) So I used for years like an oral thermometer to do it, which is a pain. You have to do it at the same time every morning for it to be valid. And so Mm -hmm. I'd have to like wake up even on the weekend early and like put the thermometer in my mouth. Mm -hmm. I'm um, all about that, though. Yeah. I love like the tracking. data. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Yes. The aura ring now yeah. like has is doing it. So I've I was shocked. I haven't worn my aura ring in a few months, 
because I was a little too into the data. Yeah. <laughs> but when I started wearing it last year, I was not getting my period at all. Mm-hmm. And my aura ring said, like one morning I woke up and it said, do you have your period yet? And I was like, no, like, what are you talking about? And then the next day it was like, do you have your period yet? Log your period. And I was like, no, I don't have my period, <laughs> like rubbing it in. I haven't had it in months. Yeah. Next day, boom, period out of nowhere. Yeah. And it was because of my temperature, like yeah. fluctuating by like fractions of a degree. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I definitely encourage everybody to do it. Good to know that if you're on the pill, there's really no reason. But if you're off of the pill or just not on any type of hormonal contraceptive, yeah, just start taking your temperature. The data that you get is so valuable, even if you're not trying to have a baby right now. Mm-hmm. Once you decide to, if you decide to, seeing that, like having the trend of when you ovulate, when you get your period, what your temperature looks like, it's just, it's invaluable. I have just some crazy success stories of women who had a hard time conceiving. They go to the gynecologist or fertility specialist and they're like, you know, you should do IVF. This is definitely the next step, which is amazing that we have the technology. But I do think that some people go into it a little bit too early. I've had women who have tried that, doesn't work, long story, but then they end up coming to me and it turns out they just didn't know what day they ovulated. Like they're trying every month on the 14th day because that's what textbooks tell us. But like mm-hmm. it's rare for someone to actually ovulate right smack in the middle of their cycle. Mm-hmm. So with the temperature, knowing like, oh, I actually ovulate on day 19. I've had women get pregnant within a couple months. Wow. Which is just, you know, it's like also democratizing data of like you don't need to go to the doctor to see where your hormones are. Like it's mm-hmm. on your phone. Mm-hmm. You get to have that information. And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. As you're talking, I'm like, maybe I need to wear the orange yeah. ring again. I was talking before we started recording about how I have PMDD, kind of a blanket term. I'm just like assuming because PMS, I get debilitating insomnia, debilitating yeah. anxiety where it's not mental, it's physiological. It's mm-hmm. my body feels like it's in fight or flight, yeah. vertigo, dizziness, brain fog, like to the point where I can barely even function and so I was telling you like I'm doing hormone I did the saliva tests Mm -hmm. I'm waiting on the results but it's weird because every time I've done this in the past they say they're normal and I'm like this is not it's not (laughs) normal normal. and like to your point what you were saying before I think as women we're just told that things are normal and this is like the the female human condition Mm -hmm. and we just put up with so much I think yeah a lot especially when things are sometimes genetic right Mm -hmm. like if your mom dealt with something similar you Mm -hmm. just grew up thinking yeah oh that's just normal and not that they wish that for you but they're like I had that you're gonna have that and your daughters will have that but I do think the menstrual cycle is like an additional vital sign for women and if things aren't going well that's telling you something like something is going on and we should figure out what it is mm-hmm. um yeah i'm excited to see like what your hormones end up saying but that mm-hmm. happens a lot it's like you just got your blood drawn that one day yes and that's the other thing i did it a week ago when i felt fine yeah and yeah it's very frustrating yeah very and there are people who don't even have like access to even get that one blood mm-hmm. test so i think there there's a time and place for blood tests versus you know oral temperature the ring, taking the temperature, all these different things. But just having more data in terms of your hormones is so cool. And maybe you start to see a trend, like Mm -hmm. maybe something crazy is happening with your temperature when you start experiencing these symptoms. Mm -hmm. And then that's what we decide to like try to balance out Mm -hmm. or even just knowing when that's going to happen, right? Like some women can't figure out like, what what time of the month do I feel the worst? Like you just forget Yes. It's it's crazy. If you're not tracking it, you forget. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like I was telling you that my doctor who I'm working with said, well, why don't you've been experiencing this for 20 years? Yeah. Why haven't you done anything about it? And I say, well, I always forget how bad it is. <laughs> and I always kind of think it won't happen again. Yeah. And then it happens, it happens again, again. And I'm like back at square one. Is there a common root cause, like the most upstream thing that you typically see that is then trickling down and causing the other symptoms that women experience, Mm -hmm. like related to their hormones? 
I think taking out more like serious health conditions, such as like PCOS, endometriosis, and fibroids, which are very genetic and usually need more, you know, intense intervention. I think it's stress. Like (laughs) women are just, we hold stress differently. We also like approach just our cycle. And I think of this a lot, like when I get my period and then I'm like going to work in a mini, like in a mini skirt, like it's like, it's not even happening, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think we don't really even get to like slow down to take care of ourselves in that time or the time leading up to it. So I think if I had to choose one thing, yeah, it's stress. Mm -hmm. Stress and I guess diet, of course, like they're inflammatory foods or like cold foods, the trend of doing ice baths. That's really like I (laughs) I did one this morning. (laughs) Yeah, but that's really difficult on. Well, one, it's stressful, Uh but in Chinese medicine, it's like direct cold. There are certain organs that cold can enter and the uterus is one of them. And so it kind of just like stagnates everything and it can lead to really painful periods, clotting, Mm -hmm. all of those things. So I typically recommend women who have any type of like menstrual issues to stay away from them or at least around the time of their period. And would you recommend something opposite, like a sauna? Yeah. Warming Mm -hmm. is, I mean, warming is always best at the end of the day. So Mm -hmm. yeah, sauna, you know, lower impact exercise. Yeah. Just trying to figure out what works best for you. So even if you notice like at a certain time in your cycle, you start to notice these symptoms, like set an alarm or a calendar thing, like five days before to be like, start chilling out Mm -hmm. and like, moving into that time in a different way versus it just like comes up all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, like I do have PCOS. My period is so erratic that I never know when it's going to come. I just know when it's happening because I get these symptoms and I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. (laughs) You have to start tracking your temperature. I know. You will love it. I know it. I know that my temperature elevates leading up to my period. Yeah. yeah. So typically what you'll see in the in the graph, if anyone's already doing this, the first half of the cycle is lower mm-hmm. and it's like more of the cooling phase of estrogen. And then once you ovulate, your temperature should go up and you should have a really clear distinction between like the first half of your cycle and the second half of your cycle. Mm-hmm. The second half being more progesterone dominant, which is a heating hormone. That's why your temperature goes up. It's like really so cool mm-hmm. what our bodies do. And for people who have irregular cycles or PCOS, your cycle usually is irregular because the time of ovulation is different. So I'd say the majority of people, once you do ovulate, which you'd be able to see in your temperature, you would know, okay, now in 14 days, I'm going to get my period, Mm -hmm. which is also so great. Like if you're traveling or you have events, like you should know when it's happening, but also you can regulate that through acupuncture. I have Mm -hmm. so many patients that have had like crazy, like 90 days, 60 days, 50, like all these cycles. And we're now at like this beautiful, like 30 day cycle. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) it's totally foreign to me. I I need to start doing acupuncture again. Yeah. If you listened to my episode a few weeks ago with Robert Yang, then you probably heard us talk about the importance of sodium and replenishing electrolytes in our body. We know that if we are active, if we're having a few glasses of wine, if we are working out, if we're sweating in the summer heat, then it's important to replenish electrolytes. But something that he shared that was so interesting that he taught me years ago was that if your body is under any kind of stress, that can also deplete your sodium. So most, if not all people, can benefit from replacing electrolytes. And now with Element, it's so easy to replace the electrolytes. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't, which means lots of salt with no sugar. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio that's 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. It has no junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no fillers. And it's basically formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs. Electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. And Element can help prevent and eliminate common signs of electrolyte deficiency like headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, even sleeplessness. So I share about these on my Instagram stories a lot. I 
am currently loving mixing the citrus either with regular water. I usually do one packet a day, but sometimes I like to mix it with sparkling water and it kind of tastes like a healthy Sprite. They also have a new flavor, which is grapefruit, which is so refreshing for summer. I also love the orange salt, the watermelon salt. And I love every time that I post on Instagram, people send in how they use their element. Some people use it to salt the rim on their margarita or on their mocktail. Other people like to put the chocolate salt in their coffee. Somebody had a really interesting recipe with the grapefruit one. I have to go back and check what it was, but there are so many creative ways that you can incorporate Element into your day. And if you're not sure what flavor to start with, right now Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any order. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash blonde files. This deal is only available through my link. So you must go to drinklmnt.com slash blonde files. Also, you can try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a friend and they will give your money back. No questions asked. When you look at bags of dog food, you probably see pictures of bright carrots and juicy steaks. But when you open the bag, all you get are burnt, smelly pellets. Dog food definitely needs some fresh thinking. And that's where the farmer's dog comes in. It's real fresh healthy food with whole meat and veggies, gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell the farmer's dog about your dog and they will deliver personalized vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portioned, ready-to-serve packs, conveniently delivered on your schedule. The farmer's dog is great about letting you customize how often your dog receives new food and you get text alerts and everything along the way. So it's super helpful. And dog people all across the country have ordered millions of meals from the farmer's dog. It's never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. And right now you can get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash blonde. Plus you get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash blonde for 50% off your first box and free shipping. You have a lot of amazing information on your Instagram about different foods Mm -hmm. and their kind of healing properties. Are there any foods that you think everybody should incorporate or is it really like symptom specific? Yeah. So the TCM nutrition posts are very symptom specific. I just Mm -hmm. think it's so fun for people to see what they can be using. Yeah. I was like oysters. No Oysters are a good one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think everyone should have rice in their diet. I know that is going to sound crazy because people are terrified of rice, but it's like the most chi filled like basic food that you can have as a base. I, can, I make bone broth rice. Amazing. And I do bone broth and ghee. Okay. And it is like the most comforting yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I make it all the time and I feel like not only the ritual of it to your point of what you were saying before, but like just all of those elements together just I can like feel it nurturing my body. Exactly. In a yeah. Strange way. Yeah. It's such a easy food to digest, extract the chi and like nutrients from. I definitely recommend that. So rice can be brown or white, like whatever you want. But I think I like white rice personally. Yeah, jasmine. So good. Or even like a sushi rice. Mm-hmm. It's just it's That's the best. Sticky, yeah. So rice. And then if you eat meat, which Chinese medicine is definitely, I don't want to say like meat forward, but we recognize that it's an important part of the diet, especially for women because we lose blood every month and especially red meat. I mean, that's like what you need to like re resupply your body. So if you can get red meat in a couple times a week, I know a lot of patients like love when I say that they're like, I can have more steak. Like, yes, you know, and then a bone broth. Yeah. Super important. And I think it's easy to make it with rice because not everyone likes to drink it. Mm -hmm. And like cooked and steamed veggies. I mean, moving away from raw salads, mm-hmm. like going back to the bloating, it's LA is like the city of bloating. Yeah. And it's because we're bloated. Salads and smoothies. Yeah. And then we do these things thinking like, oh, I'm going to be less bloated if I eat healthy and drink 
cold juices and smoothies and salads, but it's just like perpetuating the issue. So Mm -hmm. having warm, cooked, steamed foods that are just easy to digest. Mm -hmm. Solution. Do you have any tips for sleep? That is a good question. I, the aura ring like rocked my world when it came to sleep because Mm -hmm. I thought I was the best sleeper ever, but I ended up, I like wake up a lot throughout the night. So I've actually been experimenting with things I can do to help. I think the routine before bedtime, I mean, people talk about this all the time, but it's so important, like Mm -hmm. getting off your phone, not watching TV if possible, just reading and relaxing. But what I see a lot too with women is like we're obsessed with consuming a ton of water and people a lot of times are disrupted in sleep because they're just getting up to go to the bathroom. So Mm -hmm. like trying to reduce that a little bit. And then, I mean, I take like, I'll take a magnesium. I think that helps. Which kind of magnesium do you like? I like the thorn. I like the thorn like powder. It's quite sweet because it has like monk fruit in it, I think. But I just don't love taking pills. So Mm. having like a powder version, but I haven't really like tried, you know, every magnesium on the market. And then of course, acupuncture for sleep. Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) it will like, it will change your sleep. And it's been so fun to see people's data after a night, like after an acupuncture appointment, the night after what their sleep looks like, how much more deep sleep they get or REM sleep they get. It's, it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. What is your typical score? That's a good question. I think my, uh, I'm in like the eighties. So I'm, I'm high. You have a crown. Yeah. I have, I have (laughs) lots of crowns, but like, I want like, you know, nineties or a hundred or really what I look for is like, I want to just not wake up all night. Like I want that beautiful. I was shocked by that too. Not every night, but I would, some nights I would see that I was awake a lot. Mm -hmm. And obviously you have no recollection of it, which is interesting. And how many hours you actually are, like I'm in bed for eight, but I actually only slept seven because I was awake a whole hour. So like now I need to be in bed for nine, you know. (laughs) I think the highest score I ever got was like a 98. Oh, wow. 97 or 98, which I don't remember feeling like particularly different. Yeah, Yeah. different from when I get like an 87 or Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it is really interesting. Now I'm getting influenced to start wearing. (laughs) I I think the temperature aspect is just like the most incredible Mm -hmm. for women that you don't have to think about it. And you get this beautiful graph at the end of, you know, the month of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. What is the most surprising thing or multiple things that you learned when you were in school? Because I would imagine that we kind of learn and hear and absorb certain things Mm -hmm. through like the western medicine healthcare system and through like you know parents and friends and everything and I would imagine that then learning these completely different philosophies would have been yeah paradigm shifting yeah it was an interesting process because there's different schooling for acupuncture and getting a doctorate means that I had a lot of like western medicine as well So I'd have days where I'd be switching back and forth between like a class that was telling me what types of like pills can be prescribed for a condition. And then I'd like jump into like my acupuncture meridian class. And they're like, actually, you can just use this point, which was kind of cool. I think the ability for Chinese medicine to, I mean, basically affect the brain and the nervous system is just like the most powerful. Like, it's just crazy to see some of these studies of what's going on in the brain when people are getting acupuncture. And I think like the most surprising thing, well, the thing I was most surprised about actually is that huge drug companies and like medications like a statin, for example, is actually like they're using the principles of Chinese medicine and herbs. Interesting. Yeah. So So red yeast rice, for example, has a compound that's very similar to like what's in a statin now. Mm. And I don't know all of the details, but like I was taught that a lot of the red yeast rice we have now that's available on the market has been modified in a way to take that aspect out of it so that statins can rule basically. Mm. But that, you know, these pharmaceutical companies are are taking inspiration from these like very old remedies, herbal remedies to like supercharge these drugs in a way. And I wish that we could just have more access to like simple options that can be used more frequently Mm -hmm. that was almost like the inspiration behind the tea of like something just small that you can do every day instead of needing these like huge interventions things that can work into your routine Mm -hmm. yeah 
So with the tea, you said that it completely reset your gut in like two months, right? How does that work? So again, I don't know exactly like how (laughs) or why it worked, Uh but when I was in school, I was having, yeah, like this like mysterious bloating, which is what every woman is experiencing. Like, I don't know what food it is or what food it is Mm -hmm. or why or whatever. I would just be like so bloated all the time and painfully so, like that hard distension. Mm -hmm. And so I changed my diet very simply. Like I said, just took out some of the cold things and ate more warming foods and then started drinking a version of this tea, which I've kind of like tweaked over the years. I drank it twice a day for 60 days and I didn't need the full 60 days to know it was working. Like within weeks, I was like, oh my God, my digestion has never been like this. But after the two months, that was kind of like the reset goal of having, you know, really paying attention to everything in that time. And I was able to also identify what foods aggravated me because I was bloated less, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you're just Mm -hmm. constantly bloated, you have no idea what's going on versus Mm -hmm. you get bloated one day out of the month. You're like, I know exactly what I ate to make that happen. And then through the years, I would like prescribe it to patients. They had the same like results as me. And I was amazed that that was just me. And now, I mean, we ship it all across the United States and I just get the most incredible messages of like nothing has worked and this has worked. And it's such a simple solution. Like it's built into their ritual at night. They have the tea and also being able to enjoy the foods that you really love, but you know, don't really agree with you. I feel like that's like what life is about. Like Mm -hmm. go out to dinner and eat those things and then know you can come home and drink the tea and wake up the next day. Kind of like it never happened. Mm -hmm. So So you can use it consistently Mm -hmm. if you're trying to deal with a chronic issue like bloating or something or you can just take it as needed if you know that you're going to be indulging exactly yeah (laughs) yeah because the ingredients they they're warming so the tea is warming because it's Mm. hot water the ingredients are warming in nature and then they also help produce more digestive enzymes which is like such a hot thing right now everyone's taking pills of Mm -hmm. digestive enzymes but this tea actually makes your body make more of its own so that's why it's digesting through the food quicker and leading to less bloating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I feel like just from what I have learned through you and through my acupuncturists when I was going, it seems like the approach and the principles are very simple, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. Like simple does it. And I definitely feel that's, yeah, that's the principle I try to live by. Like I'm not a huge supplement person. I take like one or two things, like a probiotic basically. I try to get most of those nutrients from foods and I try to also have patients switch to that. Like I have people come in with like a list of 30 supplements Mm -hmm. and they're all amazing, like the highest quality of everything. But like, why are you taking those? Mm -hmm. Like I like to ask them, like run me through the benefit of what each of these is doing, which some people really know and others don't. They've just like added up over the years. This doctor told me to do this and this one, you know, and it's just unmanageable to be taking that many things. So, yeah, just trying to the things you can get from food or like even if you could just be in the sun instead of taking vitamin D, Mm -hmm. like I think we should just be doing those things more and really noticing what the benefits are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I really appreciate that because I feel like it is getting so complicated and just the wellness space and the health space, like everything is so convoluted. Yeah. And people don't know who to listen to and what to do. And it can be really it can be really overwhelming especially yeah especially when you feel like shit because you will do anything and take anything and start adding all these things and then yeah like you don't even know why you're doing what you're doing and you don't feel better no and that's That's what I see yeah they come in and I'm like you're the last still feel horrible I'm like you're taking all these things and you don't feel well like we need to change something Mm -hmm. um versus you take all those things and you're feeling like superwoman, mm-hmm. like I'm all for it. But yeah, yeah, just really trying to figure out what do you need. But like you said, it is overwhelming for people. And I think we kind of shut down. Like we just don't know who to trust or who to listen to, or maybe something worked for a friend, but it doesn't work for you. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Like all of our bodies are so different. Mm-hmm. Well, I like to ask my guests one thing we should start doing and mm-hmm. one thing we should stop doing. Okay stop drinking cold water. (laughs) That was easy. Very easy. (laughs) Stop Um, cold plunging. (laughs) Yeah. Stop cold plunging around your period. Um, I do it because when I'm in that fight or flight, it's shocking and I get out of the fight or flight 
temporarily, which is what I needed to do before I came to record. I was like, I'll do anything. Yeah. No, I definitely (laughs) think it has, it definitely has its benefits. But again, understanding like, when should we do it? When should we not? Mm -hmm. One thing we should start doing, I'm going to say eat more rice. I am so here for that. Yeah. Yeah. More rice. (laughs) As we're recording, I'm like, I'm going to go home and make that now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds so good. Well, where can everybody find you and buy your tea? Is it available Mm -hmm. right now? Yeah. It sells out. Yeah. (laughs) So you can find me on Instagram, Dr. Natasia Zeus Stolberg. There's a link to the tea, but it's drstolbergstea.com. And I'm also at Remedy Place in West Hollywood seeing patients as well as some lucky private concierge patients as well. <laughs> Amazing. Do you yeah. have to be a member of Rem- How does that work? You don't, no. Okay. So we do have memberships, but I'd say the majority of my patients are not members. They're just kind of coming in and out to see me and also utilize other things in the space. So mm-hmm. if you are looking for acupuncture, definitely reach out. You're going to hear from me today. Can't wait. (laughs) Thank you. You're so welcome. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you liked it, and if you like the show in general, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It goes a long way. And it's actually the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to the Blonde Files podcast on Instagram. You can go to ariellaurie.com. And I'm always posting about each episode over on my personal page at Ariel Laurie. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.